just occurred to me. So I have a tendency, even if there's a show I really, really liked, what's funny is I often can't really remember how it go how it went, which means I can watch it again and really enjoy it. Like I don't, I don't necessarily remember what the twist is going to be or even who the characters are and what they're. Oh, that's right, and I enjoy it again. And so, um, but it's like. Oh, and, and knowing how all this ends makes rewatching it so much funnier. And I was like, yeah, remembering how things end. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Hashino Radio. The podcast. The podcast. This is Tink. And this is Sonic. And today... We have a show for you. <laughs> One where we will travel into the back in time and into things we may not normally seek from before. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like this. I like your suggestion of a topic. This was fun to talk about. Yes, I bet it will be. So before we get into it, without too much further ado, what is our first song today, Tink? It should okay. be one of your favorites. I guess cut all that about talking about the topic then. No, that's okay. Um, we'll keep that in. So today we're going to start with an Arashi song. This is uh, this is how we always started the radio show. And Sonic reminded me that we had not really done any Arashi yet. So we're going to end that now. This is Arashi with Seishun Boogie. This is one of my favorites, actually. Uh, it's a favorite to listen to. I think it's fun and upbeat, and uh, it's also a karaoke staple for me. Yeah. So I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. We're going to talk a lot about favorites during this, mm -hmm. during this episode. Favorites that we might not really consider or think about before you get into it, that it would be one of your favorites quite necessarily so I had this idea something I wanted to talk about is things that or anime that you would get into that would get a, get you into something you normally would not think you had interest in I like it I like it very much and the answer is almost everything it's really interesting how anime and I guess the manga that they're based on have such intricate knowledge of a certain hobby or industry just something really particular and it almost doesn't matter what you're into there will be an anime about it except golf there is no golf anime that i found at least none that made it to the states are you sure that's a challenge okay prove me wrong all right prove me wrong okay. i have not come across a golf anime and that is about the only thing that i have not seen We've even found a Kudo anime, so I feel sure there's golf. But okay, we'll report back. I'll do my research. That can that can go into the Tink corrects herself section, or Tink answers questions in the next episode. There's a really good one about cosplay. Well, go ahead. Well, that that's a topic for another day. For today, I don't know who wants to go first. I don't mind going first. All right. And this actually is part of my sort of. Japan origin story, not exactly, but uh, it's certainly my anime origin story. Up until the mid-90s, the only anime I had seen did not interest me. Huh. Which was that? Uh, I had se well, I saw whatever uh, the guy I was seeing and his roommates would watch, or people 
would watch around me. Uh, so people would say, oh, you got to watch this and go put it on. And they'd put it on and we'd all sit and watch it. And I would just inevitably leave the room. <laughs> so um, some of them, I don't even remember what they were called and have not bothered to go back in time and try to figure out what they had been. Um, but just as an example, I know Akira was one of them. Really? And I've been able to rewatch it since. But in the at the time, I was not... It didn't quite, you know, I didn't follow the story. It was, you know, ultra violent. I was not used to cartoons not being cartoons, you know, like for kids. Right. Everything about it was so bizarre. And it was about the third fairly violent anime that we had watched together. And I just was, and that's maybe not the best example because I, I have rewatched that one and, and enjoyed it for what it is. Yeah, I guess when you're just watching the ultra violent anime... Yeah, everything was either very sexy, underage girls, tentacles, robots, and space wars, or ultraviolet, and none of it appealed to me. That isn't the best way to start anime. I'll agree with that. Yeah, so the timing, the timing just was not. I hadn't been really presented with anything that was to my to my taste. However, I had a one-two punch, and that was Princess Mononoke came out, and I saw the preview for that, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's something I would actually like to go watch. And, you know, the fact that it was uh, done by a Japanese company didn't scare me off necessarily. It just didn't seem like it was like the other anime that we had been watching. So I was really into seeing what that was about and enjoyed it. And then, you know, I was into cars at the time. And a friend of ours showed us Initial D. And we were getting them a little while after they were released in Japan because they were definitely going through a sort of fan sub stage where you had to wait for someone to sub it and you had to wait for someone to upload it to places you could find it and download it and so I think we were about a half a year to a year after they came out in Japan but we watched all of them I loved them and uh, I was into cars at the time and then it wasn't too long after that that we got into autocross and I mean doing autocross wow I didn't do any mountain driving only because anyway with sports car club of america rally and rally cross require roll cages and autocross you can do in your own car it's since it's low speed and you're not likely to flip so that's my practically my anime origin story but it it, it did got us it got us into we were into cars and autocross really for quite a while after that that's so cool sorry i was checking if we had an initial d song because they have a really good soundtrack themselves they do. I was checking to see if we had one in the playlist yet. We do. And if not, we should add one. But, you know, we do. Excellent. So it is No One Sleep in Tokyo by the Edo Boys. So Initial D, the original anyway, is famous for having a Super Eurobeat uh, soundtrack. I believe when it was released later in the United States officially by, was it Tokyo Pop? maybe could be uh at any rate it was released with completely different music so and i didn't see it anyway because i wasn't at that time we had started learning japanese and i didn't watch i don't think we were watching any dubs so i, I actually didn't see mm. much of it but they kind of changed people's names and they changed the music to me the eurobeat is the 
is the music of Initial D. Right. That's what used to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> and we had the CD superset. Oh. I'm trying to think how many CDs it was, but it was all of the Super Eurobeat from the whole series. Sounds interesting. And plus some. It might have even been where the series took it from. I'm not sure which order, but it was labeled Initial D. I'm sure we bought it from China or Taiwan, and it was probably not official merchandise, but... Uh, We might still have those CDs around here. And, you know, at some point, most of our music listening has gone to streaming or stuff that we have digitally. You know, we don't have the CD racks around like we used to, but there are some that we kept, you know, nostalgia reasons. And I'm sure that those Super Eurobeat box set is one of them. There might have even been two editions, two box sets. Oh, I hope so. That sounds amazing. Well, that's a very heartwarming and touching story compared to where I'm going with this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. So, I don't even remember why I started to watch this anime. And for all I know, maybe it was because I had such a low amount of anime that I could actually watch. So I said, ah, I'm just going to watch this. Seems interesting. Sure. It is. Yeah, sometimes you're just like, well, here's one. (laughs) Let's see what this is. (laughs) But... (laughs) It's also um, mm, a little weird. Okay. But it's also not, I don't know. Okay, fine. I'll just come out and I'll say the name of the anime. How about that? Okay. All right. The World God Only Knows. The World God Only Knows. Yes. Okay. It's about this kid, high school kid, who is the master of all gal games. But not all gal games. He doesn't go the R18 and up. It's the ones below that. It's the... He specifically says, not all that. The ones that end with a kiss. Are you talking about like harem games? No, it's even just if you have one love interest in it. Oh, okay. I see. So all those kind of games. The the visual novels, as people would call them. Okay. Yes. That's right. Yes. The ones that end with a kiss. If you you play it right. That's your goal. That's, That's the goal. And he's a master at these. Oh, sorry. I should explain the plot a little bit better. Okay. He's this master, right? And then this uh, supernatural being comes in and says, I need you to help me get these lost souls, right? And these lost souls reside inside of girls. And so now he's playing these games in real life with these girls. Don't worry, they forget afterwards. (laughs) But it's also very interesting and not because of where the anime ends. But if you read the manga, which was never released in America, and you go beyond that, and you go for the full story, uh-huh. it's really good. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. The world God only knows. Right. Okay. And the opening song is really good, too. Uh-huh. Uh, Oratario, The World God Only Knows. And that could also be the name of the band. Nice. But it's not available on Spotify. Uh, okay. So that won't be in our playlist today. Right. So instead, I have God Knows in there from uh, Haruhi Suzumiya, ah, which good. is another favorite anime of mine. That's right. And I figured, oh, well, it's just a couple words short. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same at all. I like where you went with that, though. Right. But it started getting me a little bit interested. But there's really no good, like, translated games. Or I have I always had trouble trying to find these translated games for just a uh, wholesome dating sim. Hmm. Kind of to experience them, but so it's just kind of a mystery. But you know about all these archetypes now because I've just watched the anime a couple times. 
I do think I remember you telling me about that story before, probably when we were doing the radio show, and it's not one I ever went back to check out. Is it on Crunchyroll? I don't even think I've seen it. That is actually on Crunchyroll. I'll have to watch for it. You gave a nice synopsis of yours, and it just occurred to me I mentioned Initial D and didn't talk about it at all. So I'll give a quick synopsis. So Initial D, I think what one of the things that struck me about it is there aren't any giant space battles. It's a good start for you. Yeah. It's really just a story about high schoolers. It's the first time I realized anime can be about something besides tentacles or ultraviolence. Yeah, see, my first anime was a Fruits Basket and Pokemon. <laughs> and here you're having... A little different experience. <laughs> a little different experience. But it, it was the first... I certainly hadn't heard the term slice of life story or a slice of life anime but now that's sort of that category and I realize that uh, I'm really drawn to those it's just the story of of people you know they're at work or they're you know in, in this case they're high schoolers and this one high schooler who's kind of our hero our main character at any rate his name is Takumi his family his dad owns a tofu shop and after school or at least in the evenings um, he has to do tofu deliveries and so he's been driving for I know, a couple of years when uh, his friends are just getting their driver's licenses. He's just a quiet kid. Well, it turns out he can really drive. He doesn't think he can because he just drives in the middle of the night and, you know, out on these mountain roads just to go do these deliveries. So he doesn't really think that much of it. Driving isn't fun for him. It's just, it's the work. And then you get home and you fall in bed and then you have to get up and go to school. Like it's, it's not like a fun thing for him. But his friend is super into mountain racing and is trying to convince him that it's really fun and they go watch one and he watches it and he's like I don't really know what the big deal is that's yeah you know, I do this every night but okay it's kind of interesting to watch anyway as you can imagine he gets sucked into this world a little bit and actually starts to enjoy driving more than that and you don't need to that sounds really good and it it goes from there that is actually on Crunchyroll and I actually need to is it? You didn't watch that. Yeah. I actually was going to say after that, that I, did, I wasn't sure if there were any places to watch it right this second, and that I'm glad we have the DVDs and the Blu-rays for that one. Well, that'll be interesting to go see. Um, and if it's the Tokyo Pop, then it might be the, the dubbed one. Um, but if it's the original, you should have the original Japanese. And it's also one of the ones where, since it's the first one I watched, you know, I watched every episode several times. And so, and they were all fan subbed and some of them were pretty terrible, but you know, you, you got the idea of what, what was going on, but because you'd hear these phrases over and over again, we would laugh and we'd start to say them and realized, you know, I might like to learn Japanese. And so that was, forgot to mention, this is not only sort of my reintroduction to an interest in Japan, because I'd been interested in Japanese culture, um, traditional culture and history previously. I didn't know anything about the pop culture or necessarily have an interest in it. So this rekindled a good bit of that, but also a real interest in the language and like I mentioned, and driving. <laughs> Those all came together. Which is funny because anime kind of kindled a interest in the actual traditional culture for me. I wanted more than just 
anime, but there was like hints of the culture within all this anime. Yeah. So that's what I always look forward to in anime. That's really fun. Slice of life is always good. Um, I'm the kind of guy who gets suckered into all the uh, isekai anime, even if they're good or not. And probably have watched at least a little bit of most of it. Well, and there was a time where you just kind of watched whatever anybody had gotten their hands on. I think things changed a lot when, was it Toonami? I think introduced a lot of people to anime of a certain age, I should say. That too. And I was a little older than that, but we watched, you know, Adult Swim. So we watched, we had that channel at that point. Um That's certainly the first place we saw, you know, Inuyasha and probably Bleach, maybe Naruto. Was that on Toonami? One of the Gundam's ones. Of course, it's another giant robots. I keep joking about giant robots because it's it's what my husband loves. I mean, he's a huge Macross fan. I have now become a fan of some of them because of him. But at the time, at the time, I couldn't take one more giant robot space battle story that can only take so many at the time you needed more than just giant robots you needed heart you needed cars you needed a slice of life well and then you know between well robotech so macross gundam wing evangelion razafon i don't know i'm forgetting some for sure but they they definitely ran together for me so the ones that were completely different were the ones that caught my attention at first. So Initial D, Inuyasha, I thought was a lot of fun. Um, actually, I, I did enjoy the Razafon story because even though it in included the space battle aspect, it was also kind of alien. And Oh, Tiger and Bunny was kind of an early one for me. Oh yeah, Tiger and Bunny, that's a good one. That was, that was later. And then when Crunchyroll came out, then we were, I think that's when we were doing Tiger and Bunny. Do ra ra ra, Spice and Wolf. Those were kind of the early days, I think, of it. So we can have a debate in the comments below. <laughs> is Cells at Work a slice of life anime? Because it's something that happens every day inside of your body. Sure it is. Yep. And it's their everyday life. Yeah, sure. This it's the everyday life of the inside of your body. So therefore, I think it's a good slice of life anime for anybody out there looking for <laughs> a slice of life inside story. Your topic about did anime get us into things that we would not, you know, what's something that we got into that we would not ordinarily. This didn't necessarily get me into something that I wasn't into, but Food Wars was a fun one. That's a That's a fairly recent series. I think it's finished now, yeah. I think it is too, but I still need to finish watching it. <laughs> uh, and we like to cook, but that was definitely a lot of fun to watch that. And then, you know, it gave us ideas of things we wanted to cook. I really uh, still want to create the recipe in the first episode. And from there, we go episodically. No, but the recipe in the first episode is easy enough that I think I can start with. I wonder, I wonder, surely somebody has put out a cook. Yeah, sure. If they sure. haven't, they should. Yeah. That would be a good one. But yeah, speaking of the recent anime coming out, mm -hmm. my previous anime 
getting me into that kind of stuff. And there has been a new trend about people getting isekai'd into otome games, which is the opposite of the games that I was talking about, where you play as a girl trying to romance all these guys. So this one, the one that, well, there was one before this one that was really good and made me kind of not want to watch another one of the series. <laughs> that was My Life as a Villainess. My Life as a Villainess. And there's a longer title after that. My Life as a Villainess. All Roads Lead to Doom. Huh. That was a fairly good kind of wholesome. I'd say wholesome. I don't know. Trapped in a dating sim, the world of Otome games is tough for mobs. <laughs> and I'll go through I'll go through some of that lingo later. But essentially, so I read a demo for the book for the light novel, the beginning, mm -hmm. which is maybe like, who knows, a chapter and a half or something. And I wasn't quite interested, right? Mm -hmm. But then I sat down and I watched the anime past where I read the demo. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be really a whole lot better than I thought. So the demo didn't give me enough to say, hey, this is good. I'm going to keep going with it. Mm -hmm. But being able to watch the anime, I was like, okay, this gets really good. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> you know? So essentially, the opening is he's forced to play this Otome game for his sister, who's essentially blackmailing him to play it and unlock everything, all the pictures and events for her. Because she doesn't have the time. She's off on vacation. So his vacation okay. is spent being blackmailed doing this for her to play the game. Then he gets isekai'd into that very same game, knowing everything about it because he practically 100% completed it for her. But he has this whole resentment for this game. And now <laughs> he's stuck in this game. And it just gets pretty funny from there. So, how many anime do you think have the premise of getting stuck in the game that you're playing? A lot. And I realize we have this in the States, too. A whole, whole lot. <laughs> and there's probably only half of them in the States. Yeah. We can we can name them off. Let's see. Sword Art Online was pretty much, not the flagship, but it kind of started the trend again after Dot .hack kind of started it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like that. And then That's Sword cool. Online started the trend. And then mm -hmm. we've got ones such as Overlord. And we've got ones such as plenty of just throwaway ones. And I see now the one... You're still trying to think of the name of that one, right? Sort of. And I, I see the Trapped in a Dating Sim. The world of Otome games is tough for mobs. Yes. Which I should explain. A mob is just a background character who doesn't have any say in the story or even gets mentioned in the story. Oh, thank you. Good to know. And he gets reincarnated as this mob character. He's not one of the main guys in the game. Makes sense. Well, I'm not coming up with the other one I was thinking of. I really did prepare for tonight. That's okay. There's a lot of them. Oh, and here you go. To go into music, the opening for that show, Silent Minority by Kashitoro Ito. Silent Minority. I put Silent Minority. That's, that's the OP for the help I'm trapped in an Otome game. And I'm um, life is tough for mob characters, something like that. I might be paraphrasing. 
You mentioned um, how anime, naturally, they touch on a lot of aspects of their own history and traditional culture, and that introduced you to some of that. Yeah. That reminded me that, uh, you know, I don't always like horror movies. Um, I, I really like mystery and suspense, but if it's just outright horror, you know, slasher things, it's not always appealing to me. I guess we're going right back to the ultraviolence. But, you know, if there's not a good story that goes with it, or if it's more violent than it needed to be, it didn't have my interest. So, but when we watched the anime called Another and Parasite and Kamishibai, those were, you know, touching on some kind of horror style themes. And I loved them. I loved them. And that some of that introduced me also for the first time to the, you know, the Japanese ghosts and ghost stories. And we told someone yeah. on the radio, on the, remember on the radio show, we every Halloween we would read ghost stories and talk about yokai. Oh yeah, we should do that this year. Look forward to our Halloween special. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it now, in May. Shameless plug. I'll start planning now. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I really got into studying the different yokai. I just love the art around them and the stories uh, because you know they're different from ours and. Um, it's just, it's fun. And because it is such an aspect of their culture, it's fun to then, you know, spot references to them in, in shows and songs and movies. And then a friend sent us a book with, you know, a lot of Japanese yokai in it. So I think that might be the first time I really knew what some of them were called and outside of famous paintings and things like that. Hey, hey, a good friend sent me a book on Japanese yokai too. Can you believe that? Really? Well, that's an interesting, how interesting. And did you learn about Japanese yokai from that? Oh, yeah. Cover to cover. Cover to cover. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's a good way to learn when a good friend sends you something. Thanks, Tink. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad you like it. There's one. Um, I don't understand what my husband is saying. It's a slice of life one. That's I felt like, is that one you can relate to, Tink? Sure. I don't know. You can't relate to him. I because mostly people don't understand what I'm saying. There so you I go. probably relate to the husband better. You're in the, that's right. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. Because somebody says, Hey, Sonic, play anything. I don't care. I don't care what we listen to. I want to listen to some music. Pick anything and play it. I'm like, oh no, you don't want that. Uh-huh. You're gonna play uh <laughs> <laughs> Kofi Yumi Arashi, and Lurk on Ciel. Of course, I do hide it in my cartoons playlist. So Sneak them in. If I'm driving somebody, everyone, mostly it's going to be like 70s, a little bit 80s, and then boom, here's a Puffy Yumi song, and then a couple J-pops, you know? That's fun. Well, and there was a conversation with my brother uh, who... At least growing up, he listened to harder, you know, kind of harder stuff. I say harder. It was harder at the time. I don't think it was, you know, Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath and Judas Priest and stuff. Maybe Megadeth. Oh, Def Leppard. Anyway, so we had this conversation. He said, since I play so much Japanese pop, but he made a comment about, you know, that's not really his style of music. And I was like, well, hang on. I mean, there's Japanese music in every genre. Let me find you some harder rock and made a, a, a mix for him. And it was really fun to go find that. I knew, I knew some of it already. I could find some of, I mean, H- Hyde's whole new sound is much harder. 
And then you showed him baby metal, right? I don't think I did. <laughs> but that could work too. That might be a good one. And definitely for a different tone of show. So this week we talked a lot about anime. Mm-hmm. Join us next week for Watashi no Book Club, where I go over the... <laughs> Maybe we'll make that a YouTube video. We're going to do a lot more with our YouTube in the future. Yes. and I have a couple video planned. And I want to see your CD collection. Yes, I'm going to show a pre-CD collection, and then we're going to do an unboxing of some CDs I just bought from Japan. And we're going to see how that goes. We might make Watashi no Book Club a video or a segment on the podcast. We'll figure that out later, because I have a couple things to talk about, light novels. We'll figure it out as we go, like everything else. (laughs) But we will also try not to make this uh, podcast all about anime. Because we want Mm -hmm. to talk about all forms of culture from Japan. Yes. And And how it affects the music and... And I want to have... um, I also want to have a whole episode on uh, just some of the musicians and bands. Yes. So uh, usually we're sort of talking around that. But I want to talk about some of uh, my favorite musicians and bands and how we got into them and other, other projects that they've done and... All of that. That sounds amazing. Good. So uh, tune in next week for our next episode. And before the... Well, hold on, Tink. Let us know how they can find us. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a couple other places. Yep. Yeah. Probably wherever else you listen to the podcast. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. We do. Not a lot happening there yet, but there are some things you can check out. I've been posting the episodes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Take out the part where I said there's not a lot there yet. No, there's still not a lot there right now. We'll get there. There's not a lot there. There's just the episodes. What am I forgetting? We technically have a Twitter account. They can email you at tink at watashinoradio.com. And they can email you at sonic at watashinoradio.com. And so we would love to hear, uh, if you're listening, please give us uh, your feedback or your requests, your theme requests or music requests or suggestions for topics, and let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Indeed we would. And thus, the time closes once again on another episode of Watashi no Radio. Already? Already. And so I have one last thing to say to you. And everyone else listening, goodbye and good rhythms.